Hello F1 fans and welcome to F1 on and off the track with Kim Millman. You can see his photos at ProStarPix.com, subscribe to his YouTube channel or follow him on Instagram at Kim Illman. My name is Adrian and in this episode we're talking about the thrilling Brazilian GP that just happened over the weekend. How was it, Kim? Well, it was pretty boring until about the last 10 laps and uh, I think I was, yeah, I was actually standing in the queue to get into Parc Ferme thinking it's, it's a perfunctory sort of race and it's going to end as everyone expected and then bang I'm standing in this queue looking out because it's from a, a raised platform and I can see turn four and I see one of the Ferraris go off and I think what's going on there and I pointed to one of my photography mates and we're all quite amazed and then the second Ferrari no I can't even remember which one that was I think that might have been Vettel mm. comes around turn four and five and heads towards us and then the bits of his car start flying off and I thought right well that's not good they've obviously come together and it wasn't until about five hours after the race that I watched the vision and yeah Charles <laughs> collided with Seb and um, yeah it was quite spectacular so that brought out a safety car and that obviously elevated anyone behind them two places. And then, what was it, a couple of laps from home, Lewis took out Albon on one of the corners and spun him. Mm. So Albon was heading for a second, and Lewis was heading for third. And, wow, that was quite exciting. And it ended up, as you, if anyone who's watched the race would have realised, that um, Gasly's passed them to take out second place. And I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed for Pierre. He's such a lovely guy, and, and I really enjoy his company. And um, when he drove his car into Park Ferme, he was punching the air, and his trainer, Piri Salmella, came over here to his car and um, gave him a high five and shook his hand. Then, when because of Max won, obviously, but mm. there was I think there was more excitement around the fact that Pierre was second, his first ever podium in the Toro Rosso. He couldn't do it in the Red Bull. But he managed to do it in the in the Toro Rosso, and he was jumping around, and all his mechanics were there, and he came close to me, and he uh, looked straight down the lens of my camera. Oh, it was a beautiful thing to be involved in. Yeah, were there any notable celebrations from Pierre? Well, after the race, yeah, I, I went down to outside his his garage, and we're all there's probably about twenty photographers and cameramen, probably more cameramen than photographers. And uh, all of the crew, the Toro Rosso crew, were waiting, and, and they could see him coming down pat the paddock after doing the press conference and the media pen, and they were shouting and screaming, and he ran over to them. And, and then um, Peter Fox, a Getty photographer, was in charge of the show running this um, little celebration shoot, and there was a whole lot of cameramen and photographers, and Pierre came racing in, jumped amongst the guys, and uh, there was great yahooing and celebrating, and they picked him up and threw him up in the air, and it was just a lovely thing to be involved in. But I then walked back down the paddock, and I met James Lloyd, one of the press officers from Renault, and he said, oh, it's all kicking off at the moment. And, of course, I'm not listening to anything. I'm not, I'm not across what's going on. And I find out that um, Lewis has been penalised five seconds, so he loses his third place. Oh. Carlos Sainz is um, elevated to third. But hello, there's something uh, questionable about the uh, car of Carlos Sainz and there's no guarantee that he was going to get third. So at the time of recording this, I'm not sure who's going to be third after that race, but it certainly won't be Lewis who was up on the podium spraying champagne with the other two. 
Well, on the other end of it, was there any tension between Vettel and Leclerc after their collision if you saw them around the paddock? I didn't see the two together, but I did see Charles walk up to Pierre in Parc Ferme, made a beeline for him because they are friends, and gave him a lovely hug and shook his hand, congratulated him on his first podium because they have grown up together in uh, motor racing and it's just a lovely friendship. And in fact, um, I'll go a step further. It was really lovely to see Pierre go over to Helmut Marco from Red Bull and give him a hug as well, because I think he was genuinely happy. And of course, uh, when Pierre went and uh, jumped into the arms of his Toro Rosso crew, probably 15 seconds after that, he went back down to the Red Bull guys and gave them a hug as well, because of course he did half the season with Red Bull this year. A really lovely thing, and I think he probably was more the story and certainly was enjoying the Park Ferme more than Max, who, of course, had won, won the race. Just to update you on the results, Kim, I have some here on from the internet. Max first, Pierre second, Carlos third, Kimi fourth, Giovinazzi fifth, and then Daniel sixth. Giovinazzi fifth? Yeah. Well, there you go. I didn't realise that. I saw him leave tonight in uh, some tracky dacks and a, a hoodie, but... Um, that's that's got to be his best finish, I'm thinking. Yeah, Alpha finished fourth and fifth. <laughs> Big points for them. They'll be uh, having a slap-up meal tonight. So talking about Sao Paulo, given the security risks around the area, drivers are careful even when taking selfies. Can you tell us more about this? Yeah, I was talking to a couple of the drivers and they said when they go to a restaurant um, in Sao Paulo, if somebody comes up and says, can I have a selfie? They say, yes, but look, we're going to ask you a favour. Do not post it until we leave. So leave it two hours before you post it. Certainly with the restaurant staff and the owners, that they can obviously push that a little bit harder than, harder than just, say, a punter. But, yeah, they're very worried about having it out on social media that, uh, I don't know, Lewis Hamilton's at this restaurant or Sebastian Vettel's at this restaurant because there is a real risk of kidnappings because it has happened before. And uh, they need to be quite alert as to all that. And, and even, as, a, as I mentioned before in my pre-race podcast, the drivers come in, well, not all of them, but certainly, um, I guess, half come in in civilian clothes. And a lot of the team guys come in in civilian clothes. They don't have the logos of the teams on the transport vehicles. And even the, the media passes that we normally stick on the windows, we're not required to stick them on here because it just labels you as somebody uh, worthy of perhaps stopping and holding up and and robbing. Were there any security breaches over the weekend? No, I I did notice, though, that Mercedes had three security guards looking after their two drivers. And uh, that's the first time I've seen three. A lot of countries, they have two, and they pick up a local security guard to uh, complement the one that travels with Lewis and uh, the team. But this year it was three yeah, I saw you managed to snap a picture of what looks like Valtteri running from security, but that's not quite what's going on. <laughs> no, that guy was just keeping up. He's a South African. I spoke to him. He's staying at the same hotel as I am. And, uh, yeah, he's a big boy. He's got arms the size of my thighs. <laughs> and I took a beautiful photo today of Valtteri with uh, his trainer on his left, as you look at the photo, and his security guard on the right. And it's almost as if they're posed walking towards the camera. And uh, it was a real winner. In fact, I took some, some pretty good shots. That My Park Ferme shots today were some of my best, purely because of that emotion that you capture um, 
relationships with, you know, as I said before, Helmut and Pierre and Charles and Pierre. That's the sort of stuff that I love shooting. Cars are okay, and I'm okay at shooting cars, but it's the people things that I love and being around at those moments and knowing that that person is heading towards that person and there, there might be an interaction. Well, you'll be having fewer interactions with Nico Hulkenberg, who you took a picture with, a Hulk figurine. Yeah, um, I got my PA to buy me one, and um, he was coming into the paddock, I think it was on Friday morning, and I just held it up in front of the camera, and as he got closer towards me, I positioned him on the right of the shot, and yeah, he was quite impressed with that, and I gave it to him, and he had to play with it and held it up for me. But yeah, I, I'm really sad that Nico's not coming back next year. Look, I'm not even sure he's got a race seat anywhere next year. He might just tend to his local business interests and have the year off completely. Whether or not he gets a drive in 2021, who knows? But I imagine that's quite a, a change of career from being in demand every second to just going back to normal life. F1 On and Off the Track is presented by ProStarPix.com. Stunning F1 photos live from the track, searchable and downloadable for personal or editorial use. Head to ProStarPix.com at the end of this podcast. You also took some photos of Lando and his team during a track walk. How was that? Well, I actually spent half a lap with the guys and uh, it was a little bit wet and I stopped with them when they stopped and had listened to what they talk about. And it's quite interesting. There's, there's a lot of detail about the corners and how they come into corners and this is the data. Uh, and I guess when you're at this level of competition, it's the very small things that make uh, a little bit of difference. And of course, over the course of a lap, you only need to make a, a, perhaps a tenth or two tenths of a second and that bumps you up a place or two. And so, uh, yeah, that was interesting. Those track walks are uh, often great opportunities to get shots when there's no one else around because there's simply the, what was it, probably four or five people in his group and me. And in fact, um, at one stage, one of the boys said, hey, get a shot of Andrew Jarvis for the uh, men of the paddock. I said, why? What's his second last race? Get Jarvo, get Jarvo. So they arranged for um, me to take a photo of this fellow who's uh, um, a nice guy and, and he'll be one of my men in the paddock on Tuesday, which goes up and should be quite popular. They always are. And I can tell you right now, the women of the paddock were sensational. Mm. My gosh, there were some beautifully presented women at this race, uh, and including Jacques Villeneuve's wife, who is something special. I met her last year, Camilla, and uh, she was there again this year and recognised me, and we uh, had a, a quick chat, and she posed for a photo. Well, there were some great female fans in Brazil that seemed pretty loyal to their drivers with seven girls sporting shirts that spelled out a particular driver's name. The Vettels, lovely girls. And I have seen them at various races, but only ever in the stands. But uh, this time they were in the paddock and I got them just coming into the paddock and took a lovely shot of those girls. And one of them gave Britta, Seb's PR officer, uh, a customised doll and it was quite a magnificent piece mm. of art. And I posted that story this morning. Here we are, uh, Sunday night, about midnight. I posted it this morning, thinking, oh, this should do okay. My gosh, it was probably in my top 10% of posts. And I talked to Britta when I came in because she isn't on social media. And I said, oh, Britta, I put a, 
a picture up this morning of that doll on you. And she, oh, no, I know, I know. I said, you know, but you're not on social media. No, my friends send me that stuff. As soon as you put something up, my friends send it to me so I know. But, uh, yeah, it was a lovely piece of art and um, she was impressed that they'd gone to that effort. I believe you also met the youngest person in the paddock. Yes, and youngest by a country mile. Penelope, now I think her surname will be Kiviat. Obviously, Daniel Kiviat and Kelly PK are a couple. And Kelly gave birth, I'm thinking, no more than about seven weeks ago. And she brought her beautiful baby with her and uh, I caught up with her and took a couple of pics, but um, blurred her baby's face because just just to be sure. And, um, yeah, she she was there again today on Sunday and looked dashing, so she'll certainly feature in my Women of the Paddock post that will go up uh, on Monday local time here. But, uh, yeah, I've got a lot of time for Kelly. She's a lovely girl. And her daughter, Penelope, who was asleep when I met her. There's also a fun photo of a Spanish TV presenter jumping in some puddles. Yeah, that was lovely. It's uh, Normie de Miguel. She was walking down... Uh, the paddock and it had been bucketing down before FP1 and there were lots of standing pools of the water and she had galoshes on and a uh, like a black pleather skirt or maybe it was leather um, and she jumped in this puddle and I wasn't ready for it and I said to her let's do that again she said oh no I said, no come on let's do it again it's a great photo and she did it again and I was ready and um yeah, you just don't see that very often, a TV presenter jumping in a puddle. What I'd love to have seen is a driver on their way to the garage do that, but obviously I don't think they want to get into the car with a wet race suit. I also took a funny picture today. In fact, I didn't realise it at the time. It would look funny, but um, I put it up tonight of Sebastian Vettel, and he'd obviously, I don't know whether he'd lost something in the uh, cockpit, but he, he put his head through the gap between the halo and the the top of the car and he was searching around for something inside the car and um like i think my uh caption was something like seb loses his car keys but it looked funny to me when it uh, when it happened and certainly a lot funny when i played it back through the camera daniel was presented with a miniature replica of a Renault car yes and it was quite a work of art it didn't have any wheels it didn't have any front spoiler or a, a back air thing but um, it had the, the rest of the car and it was handmade. I can't remember the name of the people that did it, but it was certainly an impressive piece. And I just stumbled across that presentation. Now I'm thinking that's worth many thousands of whatever, euros, dollars, pounds. But um, he was pretty impressed with it. So I don't know how he would have got it home because it was a fair size. It's probably all of 90 centimetres long and uh, beautifully, beautifully presented. What can your audience look forward to this week from your YouTube content? This week, I've got a question and answer video where I take, um, I think it's about 35 questions that people asked, and I answer them. And uh, I'll probably do a Max Verstappen driver profile. I've gathered some information on Thursday and Friday from various people and some some interesting stuff too. So uh, I'll put that together. I might have to record that in Rio because uh, I'm heading there for a couple of days. And they say that Sao Paulo you could get mugged, but in Rio you could get killed. I'll be taking it nice and easy. And uh, actually, I was told of a funny story. Mark Arnold, who's the trainer for uh, Kimi Raikkonen, I guess it's not really funny when it happens to you, but he was, he was on the beach and it was getting late in Rio and he 
he was walking along, he had a backpack on, and next thing you know, he feels someone starting to tug it. So his natural instinct is to fight back, and he turns around, this guy's got a knife, and um, pretty quickly he uh, gave up and let him have the knife, uh, let him have the, the backpack, which thankfully he had a pair of thongs or flip-flops in him. But, um, yeah, I guess it's something you have to be very aware of in this country that uh, you just need to be security-minded all the time don't flash around any wealth. They even say that uh, as soon as they hear you're a, a foreigner with obviously um, speaking English, that you are much more at threat. So you're heading to Rio and then you'll be there for a couple of days and then heading to Abu Dhabi. For the final race of the year. And uh, I've still got a couple of seats left at my uh, Friday night long table dinner. So if you're an F1 fan and you want to hear some great stories from the paddock and you perhaps have a uh, photography bent, come along. You can get online at kimelman.com. Look for the dinner events booking page, book a couple of seats, book more if you want. And uh, we'd love to have your company there. Good nights. You're mixing with a bunch of like minded people, and you'll hear some interesting stories, stuff that um, perhaps you would not see written. Um, and certainly the, the past two events have been uh, really well received. Three events have been well received. So we'd love your company on Friday night. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Kim. It's my pleasure. I'm going to go to bed now. To see any of the photos we've talked about today, head over to ProStarPics.com. You can also stay updated by following Kim on Instagram at Kim Illman or seeing his latest videos by subscribing on YouTube. If you like what you heard today, please give us a review and remember to hit subscribe to stay posted for our next episode. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you on and off the track. F1 on and off the track was presented by ProStarPics.com. Stunning F1 photos live from the track, searchable and downloadable for personal or editorial use. ProStarPix.com. Head there now.